With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Fay, and I'm joined once again by Simon Bykowski. Hello. And by Charlotte Dunker. Hi, thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. We'd have you more often if we were so short on numbers, but <laughs> we've dipped into the reserves today. Um, hopefully you can do a job. Thanks for that. Good start. Off um, the bench. Off the bench. Scott Carson role. Yeah, yeah, she is. I great. do feel a bit like Scott Carson, to be honest. You, people always see you, but like, what does she What does she do? They're for morale, aren't you? Just like... That's it. Give everyone, give everyone a little bit of a boost. Yeah. It's a, it's a delightful boost today. Uh, so I... Manchester Derby last night, a bit of a weird one. City were beaten, Pep Guardiola praised United, said they played well, but City the ones into the Carabao Cup final. But still a big cheer at full-time after a Derby defeat, but what's the mood like, do you think, today for City fans? I mean, losing to United is never a nice feeling, but they won the tie and that's all that matters. I think every City fan will have enjoyed waking up this morning knowing that they're going to Wembley um, and a very winnable tie against Aston Villa. Um I don't think too many of them will have enjoyed last night at all. It was it was a weird game. Did City play well or did they not play well? Did United play well or did they not play well? Um, I couldn't I, I couldn't definitively tell you myself. Um, City had a lot of the ball, but they weren't very good in either box, and they were just they were they were nervy, which you don't often see, um, and that does not bode too well for future more important knockout ties. United did, did a job on them though, didn't they? Where you say, oh, you don't know if they played, if United played well or it was City not playing well. City, City played well, but, and if they could have, Raheem Sterling, how, how he didn't, they had so many well, good chances, it. didn't they? And, and they easily could have gone and won 4-0 and that wouldn't have, that scoreline wouldn't have been wrong. You'd have thought, well, that's a fair assessment of the game and the tie, but I think they missed easy chances and you, that free kick that United had in the 87th minute, if that had gone in and it had gone to extra time, that wouldn't have been a surprise either. Yeah. It would have been. Well, it would have been. because extra time in the Carabao Cup. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Penalties. So if they said that for half an hour, it would have been that very surprising. Been, everyone's heads would have fallen <laughs> off. Um, that would have been a, a sight, but... Yeah, but I, I, uh, I'm just trying to look up the expected goals, because, like, yeah... Oh, love an XG, don't go. you? You know, United did a job on them, but would it have been unfair if well, they'd lost 4-1? After the game... Kevin De Bruyne said he has no idea how City lost that game. He said United didn't have one chance in the whole match. The goal was... Well, they did and they scored it. But was it a chance, really, in terms of... You know what I mean? Like, not much it's just strikers. I mean, does it, does it even count as a shot on target if it hits the post? Yeah, it's got... That XG. One, that one's got to. XG at half... This was at half time, so when United were leading, uh, City... 0.76 United 0.08 right yeah so that was at half time and United can't, United can't have got any United better than that because they didn't <laughs> no. have another shot so other than that free kick which got blasted into the wall yeah. but so they they will have ended the game likely on 0.08 XG and they've come away and won. So you can understand why De Bruyne is saying what he's saying and, and he's annoyed. But the biggest thing from it is that, and the only thing that matters is that, is that they, they got City to Wembley. Lost. 
Yeah, yeah, they got to Wembley. I don't think that's, but, the, I don't think that's the biggest no, takeaway no, but, for this. But for you know, if, if you lose one game a season where you've absolutely battered a team and they've had one chance on goal and it's gone in and you've not taken eight of your best chances then you say oh you know what a shame it's but it's cool. happened like six seven times this season and it's and that, twice in two months now against United yeah exactly. yeah, yeah they were a lot worse against United in December but it's happened too too often and it keeps happening and they keep conceding from the first shot on target and it like why why is it keeps happening and yeah, if it happened on a video game you'd say the video game is broken you say it's just yeah fair. yeah it's when they play Real Madrid is it going to be any consolation that they've played well if they've missed 10 chances and conceded to their only two chances but do you think do you think it's going to be the same against Madrid or do you think it's I'm not saying the mentality was wrong yesterday because I don't think there was apart their finishing was obviously awful last night but against Madrid it's different isn't it like if you've watched how United play this season there's no way that the what that that City can't have already been thinking they'd already booked their place at Wembley after that after the performance in the first leg and knowing how United play so was it a surprise that United went there and won on the night no yeah, not really I think it was I think it I don't think anyone having watched that first half at Old Trafford would have expected United to win last but, night apart from me I thought they'd win on the night United but still get knocked out and mm. I don't know whether it's because of the mentality side of things in thinking we this is going to be easy and we've um, we've basically already booked our place in the final but I, I don't know if it's the other way around I think they they were hyped sort of too much for it and like when they lost at Tottenham in the Champions League last season Gundogan came out and said we're too nervous we don't react well enough to setbacks so when Aguero missed the penalty in the first leg of the Champions League final he was like I don't know what it is but we're just not right in this competition and he said the same last night after the game he said we need to be better we were too nervous we had all those great chances we started well and then we just didn't know how to play when and yeah, they were like booting balls out of play, not finding teammates anywhere. And you think, is it because they've already got one foot in the final or is it because it's like, oh my word, this is a high stakes knockout tie. This is what the manager always talks about. Like, And, it's got and, to the stage, and he sees up. It's got to the stage now where the League Cup could, if you're a pessimist, could be the only trophy they win this season. Yeah. And like I said, they just seemed very erratic, very nervy and they almost seemed rattled. It was when they weren't behind, it's like, how has it happened? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, Concerns going forward, like I said, the Real Madrid game. But what do you think that is down to? Because the team selection last night was again a bit odd. It, if I knew what it was down to, Rich, I would have written it. Or you'd be in charge. And also, yeah, and also he wouldn't be in this job because <laughs> yeah. he'd be managing a top tier football club. But obviously, City have proven they're big game players because you can't win two back to back Premier Leagues at the stand they have unless you can cope with this. But like, true, true. Yeah, but knockout knockout competitions. I don't know. Do you, you know, think it's the problem that's always been there. Say that it's not just from this season. I yeah, I think so. Um, but we've seen it manifested in the Premier League more this season um, in terms of sort of not doing as well in the boxes. We've not seen the mentality kind of tested as much. But I just I don't know. I think they almost want it too much. And yeah, funny old game. But the main takeaway is that they're fine because yes, it it didn't go to plan last night, but they still got got what they wanted and what they deserved, which was a place in the final. Yeah, exactly. And like you both said, it's Aston Villa next, and 
out of them or Leicester Villa much more the preferable opponent and would you both back City to, to win quite easily the final then? yeah yes definitely yeah a bit like the FA Cup final but it's harder to get there and then once you get to the final it's it, it's a bit of funny I suppose because like last season they beat Chelsea 6-0 in the league and then went to Wembley and it was really really tight um, so having demolished Aston Villa in the league the other week will it be as it easy quite will it be tight there, wasn't it between City and Villa yeah it was game, yeah and it opened up in the second half so yeah it might not be a ha- it might not be a 4 5 6 nil but they've definitely got way more quality in the team and even if they haven't even on an off day they've got enough to go there and win and you just it's a big occasion and you just they're going to be up for it and I don't see any way that they're not going to win it again I guess the problem is that the pressure is all on City now going to this we'll have nothing to lose a free hit so. it is but that is kind of the position they find themselves in every week yeah um, and you know as much as I've not slagged them off but criticised been a bit critical so far on this podcast you know they, they ultimately held United off and did what they have to do and they've been doing what they need to do for two three years so. but you say that about pressure and the reason why they have pressure is because they've become so good and they win everything and that's the test of being good to being great isn't it because they know every time they go out the Etihad that they're favourites to win and they're favourites to win they're, they're still favourites to win the Champions League so if you if it's living up to those expectations isn't it and if they need to keep doing that and doing that and doing that to become great like yeah they're a very good side and we've seen what Pep's done with them but for them to go on to like amazing incredible greatness that's what they need to do and at the minute they're not doing it yeah, yeah. it still seems from the that, outside that, really. that and uh, turn up in every competition not sort of toss FA Cups I mean, for a just... winter break that's Ooh. what separates good and great teams oh meow <laughs> I was going to say them from the <laughs> it took me by surprise 10 minutes and he's gone in on clock <laughs> out of nowhere from the uh, don't get yeah, don't get started on that uh, from the um from the outside, it still seems that... I mean, I saw, I think there was a Sky Sports poll the week of what's the greatest ever Premier League team. It was like the United treble winners, this Liverpool team that haven't won the Premier League, by the way. Um, and City weren't even one of the four options you could vote for. I know, Mourinho's but- Chelsea, Arsenal's Invincibles. Do you still feel like from the outside, City aren't getting the credit they deserve for what they've achieved under Guardiola? Or do you think that's because they've not won the Champions League? Um, I still feel like that's an incredibly tedious debate that I have no desire to get involved with. And also, <laughs> and also, the problem you've got with those, which we know, with those sorts of online polls, is the the team that's going to win is going to be the one with the biggest following yeah. online and across the world. It's not. Yeah. That's not a fair yeah, representation. That's not a fair representation of what actual match going football fans across the whole not, entire think, country think but you still feel like the city team I, I, I is not being regarded as one of the, the those, top three Premier League sides of all time even though the stats say they are I mean I suspect when the Arsenal Invincibles were doing what they were doing people were saying oh well they're not as good as the United treble like it, I know the producer was <laughs> things are always revised over time and when City got 100 points Pep said are we the best Premier League team ever no not a chance but we have had the best Premier League season ever um, and you know it's the same if Liverpool beat City's points tally then they will have had the best Premier League season ever Have are they the best the, you know the best team in the world this year but are they will they go down as an all time great team we don't know because you need two or three years more but also 
is any City fan really bothered about that? Honestly, if they keep oh, win- no. if they keep w- winning yeah, things, yeah, they- <laughs> do you, cha- do you, do you the, think uh, that they need that they need that? I can show you a lot of people in my Twitter mentions that would say it's Twitter again. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we talk it's about Twitter. Fans, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, if we Normal talk real people. life and not yeah. Twitter, would any City fan really be that bothered if their team wasn't considered to be the greatest Premier League team of all no, time? I think it's just if they continued to win. No, I think from City's point of view, as well, most of the fans are like, we're just enjoying the ride. Of know, course, and, and, and look, where, look where they've come from as well. Yeah, but it has always felt like it's them against the world as if people are not giving them the credit they deserve. And I guess that's where the annoyance comes into it. Yeah, but they're, they're not as big a club as the likes of Liverpool and United and. Madrid and Barcelona so that they're never going to get that because those clubs have got massive fan bases that can dominate the the conversation more than City can it's yeah. just it's just whether you accept that or not I guess truth hard hitting stuff here on the <laughs> maybe you should have replied to the poll whoever tweeted out and said you missed oh, was it was there not a other, other. No, I saw I, it, it came go in go in no, the replies there's four, four no, that's how it came to um to my attention was a City fan quote tweeted it and like I said they, it's, they a, were it's a upset. mixture some of them are upset and some of them are like who cares we've got the trophies to prove we're yeah a good I'm, club, so. I'm interested in this poll now so was it was it teams over singular seasons or was it just like who yes. tweeted it Sky Sports tweeted who who's I think it was Sky Sports who's, who's the best ever Premier League team United's yeah. treble winners right Chelsea under Mourinho the first time yeah Arsenal's invincibles or the current Liverpool team so I would say you can't argue about a team over one season no exactly and that's what I mean hip Hypocrisy comes forward because if you say that Arsenal Invincibles just that one season which they yeah. did and they said Mourinho's 0405 Chelsea you've got to yeah 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 you know City are up there not for their 100 point season so much as retaining it the next yeah. year with 98 because and they had a fierce challenge phenomenal yeah um, and if they win another league title before Guardiola leaves or if they win the Champions League then they that's enhanced as well. Liverpool is enhanced because they've won the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. And other, and other competitions. But until they win more than one Premier League title, I don't think you can consider them in that historic sort of Group, bracket. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've spoken about the Champions League already today, but for you last night, what, what do you think Real Madrid would take from seeing City over these last couple of games? I mean, Real Madrid, obviously, it's such a hard one to call because as Charlotte said, City are still Champions League favourites. But they're playing against the one team. It's going, be, it's going to be such a big test for Real Madrid. And in the last few weeks, there's been frailties in this Real Madrid, in this City side. Real Madrid aren't the force they once were. But like you said, if City miss their chances, they will pay the price. I think it. You know, Real Madrid could be taken to the cleaners by City, or they could have a very comfortable win. You, you can't tell, and and Pep doesn't know one week to the next. You know which players are going to be fit or not we thought everyone was back and then he didn't have Fernandinho and Laporte and Mendy last night you had Jao Cancelo playing left centre back in a back three so you know it could be all open for Real Madrid to to expose City's problems or City could blow them away like they have done other teams but do you not think Laporte obviously they're managing his time with him coming back aren't they and it was less of a risk for him to miss last night and to keep him fresh so someone like him he's going to be a big boost to them at the back and you'd like to think he's not going to experiment with no such tactics like last night when yeah. they turn up at the Bernabeu yeah but I think he would have played one of at least well one of Laporte or Fernandinho last night if he could yeah and at least one of Laporte Fernandinho and Mendy 
But if he has, if he has two, if he has two of the three of them back, yeah. For if he's got all three, I think all three play yeah, those games exactly, and that makes a big difference to to the team. So it's hard, like you say, it's impossible to judge because you don't know what. Well, none of us can ever guess what team he's going to select. No, the the change in City this season is that for the last two years you've just known they're going to win every game because it's just what they've done. Whereas this season, every time you think they're on a run or they're coming into form, they slip up. I think they... they uh, what's the stat? Consecutive winning games in the Premier League. They haven't won more than three at a time. Yeah, the longest streak is... The longest streak is three. That's what I was looking for. So, you know, that's not consistent. Not when they that entered last season. Yeah, yeah. They, they won 18 in a row two years ago and 14 last season, and this has been three. So... That, that shows you where the change has been. But at the same time, they've beaten Watford 8-0 and put six past Villa and whatever. So they, they can do that to Real Madrid, but they can also have an off night and slip up. Yeah, got to have some positivity maybe. Now, uh, Fernandinho did sign his new contract early in the week. How big a boost is that for, for City to have tied down for another year, Charlotte? Yeah, I think he's shown over his time at the club what an asset he's been. And he's so versatile. I think in the summer when they were talking about signing a centre-back and Guardiola clearly wasn't happy that he wasn't going to get one. And I think, I feel like that was asked in every single press conference on the tour, wasn't it? (laughs) Are you going to sign a centre-back? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I've already told you this, no. And then they didn't. And then it was suggested that, he suggested Fernandinho was going to play there and you're thinking, oh, okay. But he's, he's been solid for them and he puts a shift in and he's, yeah, great signing and good for him to get another year. Do you, I mean, talk about maybe the, the, the latest sort of batch of City legends. You've got Aguero, Yaya, David Silver, company. Do you think Fernandinho's now in, in that bracket or? Yeah, it, it's a funny one. He's sort of, he's in that rare category where he is like underrated, yeah. one of the most underrated players ever. But yeah, he's not underrated because everyone talks about him being one of the most underrated. So actually everyone rates him, but... But if but, you if you listed, a, if if you went to someone and said, list City greats, yeah. I doubt people would put him in there. No, but it's also quite, I don't know. It's also strange in that respect because like... He was similar to Zabaleta, really, in terms of it, like embracing the Manchester culture and the language. And um, I think he listened, used to listen to Radio Manchester when he was learning English, so he could sort of, yeah, yeah. Um, So he he has embraced life, and and he's been a tremendous player. But yeah, he doesn't. He's not a glamour, a glamorous player. It's one of them that goes under the radar, isn't he? Because yeah. he is key to so many City victories, but he's not... When you've got Kevin De Bruyne producing the skill that he produces, that's what people take away from that game. But Fernandinho might have been pivotal behind him and that sort of thing. So there's so many performances he's had like that, but because he's not a flair player and he's not Aguero and he's not De Bruyne, they're the players that will be remembered. But he's been key to City's success over the years. Yeah, and more than whatever we have to say, I think the fact that the greatest manager in the game would like 10 of him in the team is is enough of a, a legacy for him to have on his career but great for City that they've got him for another year because this season has shown that they, they need him for as long as possible but they also still need to get an investment <laughs> yeah. as a centre-back they, they need him but they need to yeah. find a new him as well. yeah. yeah they do yeah <laughs> uh, 
pre-match, there was a lot of talk about the attendance at the uh, Etihad for last night. It wasn't a sellout. Pep Guardiola wanted a response from his fans. Do you think he, he got one last night? Yeah, I think he did. Um, I thought it, it was uncalled for of him to be critical on Sunday. Um, and Just as your phone goes off, there he is. My phone goes off, yeah. It's Pep, he's not happy about this. Um, he knows what you're saying about it. Yeah. Um, I thought the fans were brilliant last night. I really did, because especially because you don't often get that situation where the team are not playing well, and uh, Guardiola was trying to sort of keep them calm. But it was the fans who really kept singing throughout that second half and kept 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 them going. Really, um, which is you know every time the team have needed the fans, they've been there, which is all you can ask for as a manager. I think so. I would like to think that some praise is heading their way from him. Uh. I just, I know everyone says he's, he was led a bit down the garden path when he was asked about. He wasn't. But he just didn't need to say what he said. And so many times people have said about footballers and managers being like so out, de- of, touch, out yeah. of touch with the fans and detached from them. And then he comes out with something like that and you read it and you think, even if you think that, why on earth have you said it? Because people work long and hard hours and choose to spend their hard-earned cash going to support that team. They've had so many home games and... And their success in every competition means there's always so many extra games you've got to opt into with the season. Exactly. Another so, trip to Wembley. Yeah. So what's he going to... If they don't sell out the Wembley allocation and fans could rightly turn around and say, well, we've been here however many amount of times over the mm. more times than I can even remember to count over the last few seasons but they keep going and they keep spending the money and they keep turning up so I just thought yeah fair enough if you can't really be bothered to turn up for Fulham in the FA Cup that you know is not going to be a very exciting game and you'd rather a game that's over after four minutes yeah, yeah. and you'd rather yeah. save maybe that fans are getting to the thing where they're like well we've got Real Madrid coming up in the Champions League where I can't afford to do both. So which one would I rather do? I know which every single fan would rather go, well, some don't like the Champions League. But, but the very... It's f- going to be a better spectacle, isn't it? The very fact that tickets, some tickets for the Real Madrid game are 75 quid and some tickets and for Fulham they charge 15. You know, one of the a fan pointed out, like City are saying, this game is more important than this one. Yeah. So, you know, the... I, Guardiola is always going to want the stadium to be full because it help. He's got more chance of helping his team if the stadium's well, of full. Of course he is, but then but why, why he can't? He, but why doesn't he, he then? Criticize. Why doesn't he then get involved with? Obviously, he hasn't got time to do this. Why doesn't he get involved with ticketing schemes? What and so yeah. why, why, why doesn't he just come out and press conference and say I think the club are charging too much? Yeah, why That's doesn't he? Why do. doesn't he say? <laughs> But after I criticise, I think I'm going to personally subsidise and all the tickets for this next game, whatever game it is, they're mm. going to be a tenner. Yeah. And then and then he he gets his wish and the stadium's full. And I, I don't I don't even think he needs to do that. He just needs to show that he understands why. But we already know and he doesn't. He doesn't. Know. No, he doesn't. But and he s- never will. Someone un- needs to tell him. I know, but I don't think he ever will understand because no. if you're he's been in the position that he's been in for such a long time you, he's so detached from yeah. normal reality he's never going to understand that some fans will save up all year just so they can renew their season ticket and it means everything to them to go to the, those games week in week out yeah. he's never going to get that so and also because of the way he approaches cup competitions like what are you getting from watching them against Fulham 
Exactly. Like, you know, it's not like you can say, oh, I can go and see that 17-year-old winger from the academy that everyone's that excited no. about, or I can go and see him. It's like, oh, I can go and see Gabriel Jesus start up front instead of Aguero against a team that's third in the championship rather than 18th in the Premier League. It's just the same. You're not getting anything different and it's an extra cost on top of season ticket. I just think he didn't need to say it for one. And if he genuinely, and clearly he does want the stadium full, there's people at the club that he can work with to try and come up with new ways of getting it full. If it's handing free tickets out to schools, to kids because they know that that Fulham game isn't a sellout and they can give hundreds of tickets away to local school children great then do that fine but if that's genuinely a concern to him he's got it within his power to try and to try and change things but calling people out because they haven't bought a ticket and they haven't turned up isn't the right way to go about it and and also can it be said 40,000 is really good exactly really really good oh yeah you're not talking about like 2,000 people turning up and there were were fewer than a thousand Fulham fans so I mean they got 52,000 against Port Vale but that was 9,000 Port Vale I think Mm. um so you for a game that was live on BBC Sunday afternoon a bad for, kick-off time for, for away fans almost 40,000 City fans to turn up and watch a game that everyone knew the outcome to yeah. before the game and they were not getting anything in addition to their Premier League experience it should should be applauded it should be maybe we'll put some uh, fake applause in there on the, uh, on the podcast but uh, final question Tottenham this weekend doesn't get any easier for City what are you expecting ahead of uh, Pep Guardiola versus Jose Mourinho again Again, yeah, yeah, it's a bit. I don't know. I don't know. He, he said last night that, um, you know, he wasn't too sure on Laporte, Mendy, or Fernandinho for Sunday. He wouldn't tell you even if he was. No, I think there's a bit of mind games with I think that. Before the game, he said he was hoping to have Laporte for Sunday, didn't he? I think there was. Yeah, and Mendy was a sort of 50 50 for last night and it, they didn't want yeah. to take a risk. So you would expect a more conventional defence, at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've. They've only been to that stadium once where they, they lost that Champions League game. So a chance to win there for the first time. We've spoken about City being unpredictable and that's the problem in that they are a better team and you expect you should expect them to go there and win. But performances and results so far in the league this season, it's one of them where you wouldn't be surprised by anything happening. Shall I ask you for a prediction then? Or? <laughs> I mean, is the, is the toughest... Toughest game they've got before Real Madrid, maybe. I know they've got Leicester away, but Leicester aren't in great form. Um, and in terms of sort of exercising demons ahead of the Champions League, you sort of you'd want to be focusing on this one and say, let's put in a real good performance and win at, the, at this stadium before we go to the Bernabeu. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it, they, I'm sure they will be making extra efforts for it. So I think they'll win three 0 Oh, hard to predict for you now. Okay. Well, I just <laughs> thought about it. Why not? There you go. Confirmed. We'll be back next week to find out if you're correct, Sai. Charlotte, thank you very much for joining us on Talking Sick Podcast. Thank, thank you. you. We will be back again next week. Please do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. And join us again next time.